Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast with your host, David and Seth. Hey, hello, welcome back. Hey, welcome back, Seth. Thank you. We thank missed you. your voice, even though it's a, I'm still on the mend. Still on the mend. A little scratchy. But we're going to work through it. <laughs> That'll be your name this episode, a uh, little scratchy. No, mm. that's a bad name. But let's get down to the nitty gritty because we're going to be here for a minute. This is the episode that people have been asking for. At least three people. <laughs> and that is the episode where we go through the lore of Kingdom Hearts and get people caught up for when it comes out yep. on Tuesday. Yeah, caught up to an extent. There's no way we could ever get down into the full insanity of this um, story without having like a four-hour-long episode. And even then, I don't feel like we'd be able to really get down to it because some of the story stuff is, uh, as much as we both love this series, incomprehensible in some ways. <laughs> so, oh yeah, it's it's a uh, we'll we'll get to those. You know, it those spots. it is what it is. Um, so let's we're gonna we're gonna go in the order that the games came out because we felt like that would be a good way to explain things, and I mean that's at least still how my brain perceives all of the stuff. So I I really think that'd be a good idea, and Seth brought it up. So that's how we're gonna do it, and that means we're starting with Kingdom Hearts one, or. Kingdom Hearts 1 Final Mix, depending on if you played it, you know, well after it came out. Yeah, or if you were in Japan. Yeah. Um, so, we start on Destiny Isle. Or Destiny Island? Islands. Yeah, Islands. Destiny Island. I always mix that up. I have, I've... Why? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's always something I've done. And mm. so, we start there with Sora uh, waking up to a storm, right? Yeah, well, I don't, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's just go, go with it. They, they wait, he wakes up and he, um, I mean, there's like a bad storm and then he, he goes down to the beach and meets with three characters from Final Fantasy and you can fight them and stuff, but they end up being nothing and then he meets his real friends Riku and Kairi which then sets up the real trio for most of the storyline of Kingdom Hearts which is Sora Riku and Kairi um yep those are your main characters yep the the three characters from Destiny Island and then you one of the most difficult parts in all of gaming I think we've talked about this before, is that race you do with Riku. Oh, <laughs> you, yeah. You do this... It's so easy to mess up. You do up. this foot race to beat Riku to Kairi, and then there's a lot of dialogue about how they want to get off this island, which you would understand if you watch the intro movie and you see that literally their island is just one island in a giant ocean. <laughs> I... Yep. It's never really been explored past that, I'm pretty sure. That's just it. So they're building this raft to leave, and then 
you are looking for ingredients and stuff like that, and then you find a hidden door inside of a cave. And mm-hmm. you don't always... Sora doesn't remember where the door came from because it wasn't there all the time. But it was this cloaked figure that was using the door. And then the cloaked figure goes away. Am I am I pretty good so far, Seth? Yeah, I mean, you could speed it up a little bit, I think. <laughs> I mean, wh- where where would you like to jump to? I don't know. It's just... Let's keep going. Right. So then there's a big storm and the raft gets destroyed and these heartless come, which are little black uh, creatures. And they have these weird yellow eyes and they're terrifying looking. I'm 90... Interesting thing about heartless, they do not have no heart. They are hearts. Exactly. And... They, I'm 99% sure they are the inspiration behind Funko Pops. I, yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm 99% sure. So, Heartless I could, I could are that. the main uh, enemy in Kingdom Hearts. There's multiple different kinds. You fight one main kind and then a giant evil one. And then you end up getting sucked into the door and you land, you crash land in Tarzan's world, right? Uh, that sounds right. It's been so long since <laughs> I played it. Um, so basically Sora during that storm, Riku got sucked into the storm and Sora tried to save him. And what happened was, is, the Keyblade went to Sora, and Sora ended up becoming a Keyblade wielder. What I need to do is follow my notes. We'll get better at this as we go through the episode, I promise. Um, so you end up finding out after you go to the Tarzan world and a couple other Disney worlds that Maleficent is leading the uh, Heartless in Kingdom Hearts 1 and is trying to catch the or not catch, like, get all seven princesses to open... She's trying to capture yeah. them. Yeah. They're not Pokemon, but she is trying to get them within her grasp. Yeah. Um, and she's trying to get all of them to open up an artificial Kingdom Hearts. Right. So Kingdom Hearts is this thing that... It's, it's, all, it's very, sort of nebulous. It seems to be different things in different games. Um, but it's... Like the source of all light, or maybe this is—it's—it's—it's it's, it's like a, a I, it seems to be just like a giant battery. Like they, it's got a lot of power, yeah. and they're bad, so they want to access. Yeah, it's just a giant battery. That's a good way, like a giant power source battery of some sort. Never really explained how people want to use it, <laughs> but they want to use it. Yeah. So. You'll see, and when we talk about Kingdom Hearts two, we kind of are given two different definitions of what what it actually is and how people are trying to get it. And then, you know, as we go along, they more different stuff comes out about it. But in this game, like basically, what you need to know is that um, Maleficent is trying to access this thing uh, because it would give her a lot of power. Right. And really, we're skipping past a bunch of stuff in it because. At the end of the day, the game is you just playing through Disney worlds and getting little, little pieces of lore to keep playing. And 
really when it all comes to a head is you get to Hollow Bastion, where <clears throat> you find yep. out that your boy Riku is possessed by a Seeker of Darkness, Ansem. And <laughs> Riku gets the crap beat out of him by Sora. And then Sora uses Riku Ansem's Keyblade to unlock, to turn himself into a Heartless to release Kairi's heart. Because that's where Kairi disappeared to. She somehow went inside Sora. It's a weird <laughs> sort of... Okay, so the what happened was... Maybe when, Seth can at the beginning of, better. At the beginning of the game... Like, Destiny Islands was basically destroyed and swallowed by darkness. Um, and Sora has this thing about him that he is something, his heart is sort of different. In this game, heart they're not like actual hearts. It's more like a person's soul. Um, and so the Sora escapes Destiny Islands. Kyrie doesn't. Um, so she kind of doesn't have a body. Uh, but she, her heart takes refuge inside of Sora. And Sora finds this out, and uh, he decides to use this keyblade of heart that Riku had. Um, I think that Maleficent gave him? I'm not sure. Uh, but he, he has this keyblade of heart which can unlock hearts, and he uses it on himself to free Kairi. Which turns him ends up turning him into a heartless. Which is one of the second most frustrating pe- portions of gaming, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, <laughs> because it makes you this little powerless uh, being, and so then you end up regaining your body, and really, it's there's just a couple extra worlds after that, and then you're fighting the final boss. It, <coughs> It kind of all comes... I mean, do you agree with that? It was very fast. Yeah, I don't... Well, I'm trying to remember because infamously I never finished the game because I played for a long time without saving <laughs> and then I died and I lost a bunch of... Uh, I lost, lost like multiple hours of progress, so I quit. So I never actually finished this game. So I don't know... I don't know how many worlds there were left. So after after that... Um, you go back to Destiny Island to fight Ansem, and Ansem ends up opening this door to the darkness, and then it's revealed that the door to the darkness is actually a door to the light, and the light ends up killing Ansem. And you go up to the door, and Riku and Mickey Mouse are inside of the door and they help you close the door and Kyrie gets stuck on Destiny Island. You get thrown to the Mickey Mouse Kingdom with Goofy and Donald and Riku and Mickey are in the Darkness Realm. And yep. that's the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, which... <laughs> It's a lot of explaining for little plot compared to the rest of the series. But really an integral part that you cannot forget is that Sora turned himself into a Heartless at one point and then regained his body. Yeah, it it, it was uh, a, a weird part 
in the game, but it ends up being very important. So then we go to the next game, which is Chain of Memories. Or are we going to yep. go to Kingdom Hearts 2? No, we'll go to Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. It is originally on the Game Boy Advance, and then they remade it in 3D. Chain of Memories fun game. is one of my favorite Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah. I it uh it, you it, you use cards to attack rather than just having um whatever attacks you you assemble decks of cards and you can combine the cards to use the special moves. It's pretty cool. Um I played this one before ever having played any of the other Kingdom Hearts. Well, before <laughs> 1 or 2. That's cuz those were the only ones that were out back then. Yeah, that's really weird. But cool. So in Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, you are Sora and you are going through this castle called Castle Oblivion. Yeah, so the story is Sora is, he's out looking for uh, Riku, basically. He's trying to find him. uh, And he's, I'm not even, I'm still not exactly sure how how they got there. I just remember them like walking down this road. Um, He and Mickey... (laughs) No, he and Donald and yeah, Goofy, it's... and they come to this castle, and they go in. Um, and when they get, when they go in the castle, um, Sora loses all of his memories, um, and Donald and Goofy are, are nowhere. And so then he's going through this castle and fighting these cloaked figures, which are different cloaked figures than the one that he saw in Destiny Island, because that one was wearing a brown cloak. He... They're fighting like these trench coat with zippers all over the place. Um, and they're led by, at the time, uh, Marluxia. Which yeah. is uh, one of the coolest so- characters in all of Kingdom Hearts, <coughs> but is mainly contained to just this game. Yeah, he's 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 fun. Um, so this these guys are very important in Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, they... They don't really. You don't get to learn much about their backstory in this one, but they are kind of the the main antagonist. They they harass Sora at at every turn. Um, the the way the game plays is as you're going through this this castle, uh, and every each floor is like based off of one of the Disney worlds from the previous game, and then like in between floors, you'll fight the these cloaked figures who are members of the organization 13 from kingdom hearts 2 um yeah so (laughs) you're going through it and you'll you'll fight the people you get little tidbits of information like i said there's there's not a whole lot what what's important is that um you get to the when you get to the 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 top of the castle you find and and you and you kill marluxia uh and then you encounter namine um who i forget what she she's in there she, she's the reason that Sora can't remember anything he's she is uh messing with his memories because the um the members of the organization that were in Castle Oblivion they want they wanted to like brainwash him basically to use him as a weapon against the other members of Castle Oblivion that aren't in the game you don't know them yet uh, yeah. but that's what's happening so so that's all happening and then Basically, is it is it at the end of this one that Sora goes into the pod? Yeah, um, at the end of the game, because um, you meet Diz in it too, right? Yeah, Diz is 
we'll we'll, we'll talk about Diz. Um, he yeah. At the end of the game, Sora gets put into this pod where Namine says that she'll um, reprogram his memories back to the way they were. Right. And then that's the end of that game. And then we get well, to... Oh. it's not... At, at the same time... So after you beat the game, there's a second campaign where you get to play as Riku. Oh, yeah! Um, that... And so he... It's, it kind of happens concurrent to Sora's story. So Riku shows up and he somehow appears in the basement. Again, I don't think there's any um, explanation of how he's there. Nope. Uh, but the Castle Oblivion world is, is kind of confusing in that way because it seems to have weird properties. Um, but yeah, Riku, he shows up in the basement and is working his way up to like the ground floor, basically. And one of the... Some of the members there, they create this like replica of him to taunt him um and 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 try and and defeat him but so that's what riku's story is um he riku's his story is kind of like at every turn they're trying to get him to embrace this power of darkness that he got um when he was what was it when he was uh controlled by ansem in the previous game um and he kind of the the whole his his whole arc in that is that he he rejects the darkness, and or he he finds like a his own way to to deal with it. Um, yeah, and then he gets up. And he he chooses instead of light or darkness, he chooses a middle a middle road to dawn, uh, and that's how his story ends. All right. So the road to dawn ends up becoming the name of that keyblade. Yeah, that's where they got it. Or. That's either where they got the name of the Keyblade or where they got that line from. I'm not sure which came first. Yeah. So then we go to Kingdom Hearts 2, which Mm -hmm. opens up on infamously one of the longest intros in gaming history. Where you play as a... You're not even Sora. You start up the game and you're not even Sora anymore. Yep. You start out as Roxas, (coughs) a blonde-haired protagonist that you've never seen before. And you are running around with your friends, Hainer, Payne, and Olette. Yeah, that's the name. Yep. I knew. And he, I was he say can somehow Canadian use bird. a keyblade. And he can summon keyblades, which is weird because yeah. from what you uh, knew. Up until this point, it seemed like only uh, Sora could do that. Yeah. And Mickey. Mickey had his. Well, I don't know that we know that at this point. I thought, okay, I thought he shut it. I thought he was using his Keyblade to help shut the door at the end of one. Yeah, I think he uses it. He probably uses it at the end of Kingdom Hearts. So Kingdom Hearts 2 opens up. You're running through Twilight Town with... Um, <coughs> brand, new, brand new place. Brand new place with your friends. And you do, like, different gang activities with them and, like, um, yep. different you do, stuff. You do. Literally, part of it is working. You just do a bunch of jobs in order to get enough money to go to the beach. God, it's, yeah. It was a weird intro. It's very strange. But it it was important because you, you also meet a, well, you go to this abandoned mansion that's part of Twilight Town. And you meet a new enemy there, which is a silvery, um, gangly figure called a nobody. 
Yeah. Which a nobody is the other half of you. Yeah, it's very confusing. Yeah. So the, the idea is, in the first game you have the Heartless, which happens when a person's heart or soul is uh, corrupted by darkness. They become a Heartless. Uh, but if they were like, um, they, the the body that the heart leaves behind then turns into a nobody. So it's very strange. The bodies are nobodies and the hearts are the heartless. Right. Uh, it was something I never, like I, when I, I remember playing it, I just accepted at the time, but it really doesn't make any sense. But yeah. <laughs> right. So... Then you you go into this abandoned mansion and you you slowly start to have these weird flashes of memories. Yeah, of Sora's memories. Uh, yeah, of Sora's memories, which is very weird because you're not Sora, you're Roxas. And then you go into the abandoned mansion and you see Diz, which <coughs> if you played the Game Boy Advance game you know that Diz was helping Sora get his memories back. And yep. then, let's see, because there's a strong, I have my, because there's the end of that. All right, so you run into Diz, and you, Diz reveals to you that you've got to, like, help reawaken Sora. Right. Oh, you're kind of you're not doing a great job here. So <laughs> what happens in in, in this prequel uh, before before all this is uh, Roxas comes in contact with Axel, who was the one of the characters from Chain of Memories. Oh, that's the part I'm um, missing. Yep. Okay. Right. Axel knows Roxas. Roxas doesn't really remember him at all. Um, in the mansion, he meets Namine, who was also in Chain of Memories. Yes, okay, who, that's who the inf- link I was missing. I was reaching. Who informs it. Roxas that Roxas is a nobody, um, like those strange white creatures that he's been fighting. Um, and it, so it turns out that when Sora used that Keyblade to uh, release Kyrie's heart from himself, um, he he became a heartless, and his body turned into Roxas. He is Sora's nobody. Um, which of course this is hard to understand at the time. Yes. Um, I don't, and I don't know how much of all this is revealed at the time. Um, but so eventually when you meet Diz, like he, he explains all of this to Roxas and says that basically his destiny is to become reunited with Sora so that Sora can wake up. Um, and so that's, <coughs> Excuse me. So that's what happens. Roxas he 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 sees he find he goes to the place where Sora's in this pod and he he merges back with him, uh, and Sora wakes up and his adventure starts. And all the while, the Axel gets beat by Roxas while he's on the way to join up with Sora, because right. Roxas gets his like full power back to wield two keyblades, which is where dual wielding gets introduced. Yeah. Like the more the more memories he gets, the stronger Roxas becomes. Right. And he whoops up on Axel. Um Yeah. And then Axel steals Kyrie. Which is a big yeah, that's plot a, point. He steals Kyrie from thing. Destiny Islands. 
which Kyrie's on a different part of Destiny Islands than we've ever seen before. Yeah, she's like at school. And we never see it again. So yep. who knows if that will ever come back into play. But there obviously not. is a... She doesn't have time to go to school. Yeah. This isn't bully. So the Final Fantasy characters make what is seemingly their last appearance in the series for the most part um, in the Hollow Bastion renovation thing which you end up spending a decent chunk of the game helping them do that which was weird um and then where is it there's a big heartless attack that i believe that happens at hollow bastion where do you i don't understand where you seem to have skipped Something. That might have been... So I tried to read the wiki and the YouTube videos might have jumped ahead on that. Okay. So what happens... Uh, after Sora wakes up, like he wakes up in in uh, Twilight Town. He wakes up in the actual Twilight Town. Um, also, so we forgot to, to, to mention what the whole prologue with Roxas was actually like a digital recreation of Twilight Town. Right. Um, which is weird because that the whole data scape thing tends to it, it starts popping up a lot more and it becomes really weird. Um, even in this game, uh, I'm still not exactly sure how it happens. Um, so yeah, Sora wakes up. He he's walking around Twilight Town. He finds Mickey, who tells him to get on a train, and the train takes him to uh, this tower. Um, and that's when and then Sora g- goes and he meets Yensid, who is this wizard um and Yensid like sends him out uh to go um take like go defeat the heartless and the nobodies and and stop the organization right Right? that is true um so he sort of gets new clothes um and then he then then you go out into the different uh disney worlds um and eventually, yes, we do get to Hollow Bastion. So Seth has also played this much more recently than me. So it's uh, well, look, I, I played in the middle of last year, so it is more recent, but <coughs> not so recent that I know exactly everything that happens. So then we're at Hollow Bastion, and then there's a giant heartless ambush there, right? That's where the big the big battle comes in right where you go out into this area and it's insane that this ran on the ps2 to be honest because there was so many heartless that you had to fight and it it had like this weird counter in the top and you had to defeat like a hundred plus heartless i think yeah so there's this huge battle um, the, it was a re- it's a really cool moment because like you're you're out there fighting, um, you got like Mickey's fighting and you've got Cloud and Squall are both are, are helping you. It's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, there's this huge you're fighting this huge battle, arm army of Heartless. There's like two 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 factions of Heartless. Um, some are Maleficent is is doing them, and some the organization are sending uh, I guess they're sending nobodies out there to fight. 
and you're in the middle of it. It's really it's a really cool segment. So then we get Axel comes in and tries to help Sora at some point during that. While you're fighting, you fight a couple of members of the organization. Yeah, uh, which one? The annoying, like, not the guitar one. No, that's it. Think. That's the, it's oh. the guitar one. Because you're, yeah. sh- that one's summoning all the water stuff while you're. God, that guy was so annoying. <laughs> it took me forever to beat him. Yeah. Um, and so <coughs> Axel kind of comes in and tries to help Sora, not really revealing his true motives yet. And then Maleficent ends up taking a one for the team so that Sora can escape. And Sora goes back to Twilight Town at that point. Right? Um, I, I mean, yeah, I think you've skipped a lot again. No way. Yeah. So after the battle, like, that's when we get into Hollow Bastion and they go into, like, what is it? Like, I don't know. It's not like a mansion, but it's like this big research lab or, or something. Oh, Radiant I don't know. Garden. Yeah, okay, they're in Radiant yeah, Garden. Okay. Yeah, but it's still Hollow Bastion then. Uh, like, and we find out that there was this guy, uh, Xehanort, um, and that the Ansem from the previous game was his Heartless. So Sora had that Heartless, um, and it created a nobody who's Roxas. Ans- uh, this guy Xehanort had a Heartless. Um, he was Ansem. It was weird. He took like the name of this other guy. Um, and that he also has a nobody who is named Xemnas, uh, who is the leader of this organization of these people um, who are in these black robes. Um, <coughs> so after the battle, like when, when you're fighting the guy with the guitar, uh, Sykes, he tells you that what the organization is doing is they are trying to destroy no they're they're trying to destroy heartless um and release the hearts to create another kingdom hearts i'm not sure if it's the same kingdom hearts from the first one uh but it's the same idea but for the nobodies they want to create kingdom hearts because it will allow them to have to grow hearts again to become full people Right. I, we need to and get then, into that later because I have questions. And then that's when Axel shows up um, and they end up going to... Uh, I don't know that they go to Destiny Islands. No, they go to they Twilight go, Town. Oh, yeah. I don't know that they go to... Yeah, so it's it's they go to Twilight Town and then they go to like the day to Twilight Town um, and they somehow use that as like I don't even know. It's like a. It was this part was very confusing yeah, for me. I'm waiting for you to try um, to explain this because I I tried to watch like three videos and couldn't. So what they 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 go to the Twilight Town, um, they go to the secret lab where Sora was being where his memories were being restored in that mansion. They digitize themselves to go into the day to Twilight Town where Roxas was, and then in that day to Twilight Town they go to that mansion. Um, and I don't know. I guess somehow Axel opens up this like corridor t- that allows them to go from the data world to um, the world that never was, which is the home of the organization. 
I think that's what happens. That's exactly what happens. That's exactly what's in my notes for the most part. But it still doesn't make sense. No, it does not. Um, Axel also seemingly dies in this interaction. Yeah, he like a bunch of Heartless pour into this corridor um, and he sacrifices himself so that Sora can get through because he, you know, he cares about, he cared about Roxas. So in between showing up at the castle and my notes, because the YouTube video said it, they have footage of it. I don't remember it happening. You fight Roxas and fully absorb him. Right. So that was, um, I think that was an addition in the final mix version. Okay. Um, Because I remember when I played through it and it happened, it's weird because it's like, it's one of those, you can tell it's an addition because the cutscene was not like voice acted. Oh, gotcha. Um, And it's, God, that, and the battle is so hard. (laughs) I got stuck on that forever. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, you battle Roxas like in your heart. And then, after you win, he's like, "Okay, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll fully merge with you." Which is weird because later in the game, he agrees to fully merge with you again. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll get to that, but it's weird that that's an addition. So let's see. We. So we're at the the world that never was. He's going to confront the organization. Oh my gosh! Um, which this part was so cool. Because yeah, it, it was cool. There's we meet back up. This we then this when we meet back. We finally meet back up with Riku and Kyrie, um, because uh, Kyrie was taken there by Axel. I forget why. Um, <laughs> yeah, Riku is also there, uh, for reasons. But it's so weird because he's like in, like he looks like Ansem from the first game. So I found out, and Sora almost attacks him. The the reason he does is he. <laughs> it's it's part of his power because of when Ansem possessed him and when he was fighting so there's a point in another game where you fight Roxas as Riku and right. because Riku decides to use some of his darkness power in that fight he takes the takes the appearance of Ansem yeah very so confusing. we all get to meet up. That was a really cool part for me, because um, like, S- Kyrie convinces Sora that like not to attack him, and then they all close their eyes, and Riku comes back, and he looks normal again. Uh, but then you actually get like Riku in your party, which was like so cool for me. Because Riku is the coolest character. Yeah, it's, he's dope. It's kind of the running thing where I mean, Sora's awesome, but his best friend is way cooler. Um, at least in my opinion. Yeah. So while also in this castle, this is when Sora, like, I forget, he, he finally learns that, like, Roxas was his nobody, and that Namine, so Namine is weird, because she was created, um, she was like the, she's the nobody of Kairi, sort of. Right. So Kairi's heart was in Sora, and then Sora unlocked his heart and became a heartless and so, Kyrie, like, the space that, when okay. Kyrie's heart left, it also, like, it it turned into Namine. It's weird. But yes, you're right. That's, I mean, that's what happened. It's We also meet up with uh, Ansem the Wise is there, which is also another, it's very confusing. The guy who was Diz, 
is actually this dude, takes Anthem the Wise. <sighs> what? He takes off his bandages. Yeah, and it's... he's covered in, and, and he's this old dude. He apparently was like a professor or, or researcher or something. And the guy um, who you fought as Ansem, the guy who was Ansem in the first game, um, uh, who we learn in this game was the heartless of a guy named Xehanort. He was like, this guy Xehanort was his apprentice and they were like doing research into the heartless. Uh, and it made... Would, and so when this guy Xehanort became a Heartless, he took the name Ansem. Right. We'll, we'll get to that. That's, that's a... Uh, that's a whole and Ansem thing. is here. He's got this genius plan. He's going to shoot this laser at the moon <laughs> and turn it into data. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. It was so dumb. Um, I was like, <laughs> it made no sense. Uh, and then his laser explodes, and he dies. Uh, as far as we think. He he dies as far as we know. And the... Uh... And this... So uh, this is the part where um, Maleficent, like, holds... She saves Sora. Because, um, you know, she, she wants... Like, she's not really working with Xemnas... Because Xemnas want, is trying to control the world, and she wants to do that. And so all these Heartless appear again, um, and she stops them so Sora can get away and go fight Xemnas. And Pete even helps. <laughs> yeah, Pete. So, thanks, Pete, for doing that. Um, so you you go into... I don't know if you you go into the Kingdom Hearts, but you go into the the part of Castle Oblivion where Ansem is. Well, not Castle Wivian. Um, the the world that never was. Right. And you fight Xemnas. You Xemnas. And then he's got this crazy looking armor on and you fight him there. You kill him. The laser thing happens. And then as you go to leave with your friends, oh crap. He's not actually gone. Yeah. And then you fight him again and he's got this <laughs> sick black and white robe. Yeah. One of it's the, weird. One of the coolest things. And he's got these like laser keyblades. Which they're like lightsabers. I don't know that they're keyblades, they're just like laser swords. Yeah. They're like lightsabers, basically. And um you you work with Riku and Yeah, you fight him. And you fight him. And that fight was really, really hard. <laughs> and it uh, I mean, I don't know how much of an issue you had on it, but uh, I remember. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember thinking it was that hard, uh, but yeah. And then <laughs> there's this really cool part where you have to like mash the triangle button as uh, like a million Zemnas or, or Zemnas shoots like a million lasers at you, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, and, and you beat him and then you get sucked into the darkness world. Um, yep, the Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts the Kingdom Hearts collapses. You get sucked. You're at this place called the Dark Margin. It's basically like this beach in where everything is dark. And, and Sora and Riku they find this letter in a bottle from Kyrie. Who knows how it got wait, there? Don't I? This is the best cutscene in the whole series, in my opinion. Really? And I think so because Sora and Riku are both on the beach, and. They have in the dark margin. In the dark margin, 
and they have both resigned to being in the darkness and they're both they both say to each other that if they it is fine as long as their friends are safe they will stay in the dark to protect it to protect the light world from the dark right and it was i don't know that cut scene poignant what it was a poignant moment yeah that cutscene has really stuck with me it was it was a really solidifying moment of these so Sora and Riku were always presented as friends but also kind of rivals right and so this was a moment where they just became best friend like it was like the moment for them yeah and so they were friends but like all the all their friendship happened off screen basically and when you got to the right. game they were kind of pitted against each other <laughs> So to to play with them and have them be on the same team at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2 was huge. Yeah. And it was awesome. It was a great moment. Um I just didn't want to gloss over that. I think that's yeah. a it's an important moment cuz especially with some of the stuff that comes up later in the story. Right. So, as I was saying, they're on this beach in the dark margin and then this bottle like floats up and there's this, it's this letter from Kyrie. Um I don't who knows how it got there, but they read it and then this door opens um and they both go through it and then they find themselves on Destiny Islands with Kyrie and Donald and Goofy and Mickey. And that's that's how it ends. It was good. It was a fun game. Um Yeah. That was Kingdom Hearts two. So that's where we're at. We're that's where we're at. We the first game we beat Ansem. Um Riku is momentarily possessed by him, and he struggles with his darkness. Uh, then, next game, stuff happens. You meet these guys in cloaks. Um, Kingdom Hearts 2, there's this guy, Roxas. Uh, he's part of Sora. Uh, a fan favorite character, by the way. Everyone loves Roxas. Um, you defeat the, the organization and, and the nobodies. Defeat Xemnas. Uh, everything is hunky dory, and you're you're back reunited with Riku and Kairi. Um, and the re- so the reason I wanted to do these games first is because this was kind of the original arc of the story. Like it's all kind of wrapped up. Um, there is like a, I guess there's a sort of tease at the end. You get this letter from King Mickey, um, and like saying showing that something is going to happen later but this was kind of the the complete story essentially um and the reason i want to do these first is because after this basically the tetsuya nomura who created the games um kind of just decides to retcon whatever he wants um the stuff it it becomes a lot more complex it's certainly it's really good at some points and and um, incomprehensible at other points, but it's important to get these this basis at base of knowledge um, and all, who all the characters are right here. Right, I agree. <coughs> the, part of the issue I was having as I look through my notes is my my notes are chronological, which is yeah. why I forgot about the Radiant Garden and finding out about Ansem and stuff because that's way earlier. Right, in my notes. Yeah. So and I'm, and and yeah, all the stuff that that happens like all the, the rest of the games sort of take place before and after this and, and it even kind of in the middle. 
Yeah, and it it sort of changes the way things have been. Um, so the next game we're going to talk about is. Hold on, I gotta look up what the actual t- title, like how you say the title. I'm pretty sure it is Kingdom Hearts three five eight over two days, or three five eight days over two. I think it's one of those. I'm not sure. Like it's... literally, the title it's Kingdom Hearts, and then three fifty eight, and then. It looks like three, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 358 days over two, but it looks like 358 divided by two days. It doesn't make sense. Even after playing the game, the title doesn't really make sense. Um, But, so this game is all about Roxas. Oh boy, is it. <laughs> yep. You play as Roxas. Um, it takes place between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Uh, some of it happens during Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Um, and it kind of this is where we kind of start fleshing out what exactly is going on um in the post kingdom hearts 2 universe so with this game <coughs> excuse me you're you're fine it's okay i'm i'm glad you're here doing this with me um so this game is like you said kind of pre king it is pre kingdom hearts 2 um <laughs> It introduces a whole new character um, in Xion. Yeah. And we'll get to her, though. Th- what? We'll get to her. Okay. So, basically, this is... It's all about how Roxas and Axel became friends. and It's basically Roxas and Axel friends fun times. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Roxas wakes up, he's found by Xemnas, Xemnas tells him what his name is, um, and then basically Xemnas gives him to Axel, he's like, here, you take care of this dude. Um, and then, yeah, it's about their, their relationship. So, you, you basically do all these, the whole point of the game is to do missions for the organization, and you, you do them with sparse cutscenes in between, where... You are growing your friendship with Axel, and you're having sea salt ice cream, and you're hanging yep. out on this on the on tower. the clock tower. Yeah, the clock tower, which um, the clock tower is a scene that you see uh, Roxas hanging out with Hainer, Pence, and Olette in the digital world. Um, yeah. So. So yeah, the the, the beginning of it is that. you're just kind of you're in the organization. You're just kind of doing missions, um, just because you know. That's what the organization does, and you're hanging out with Axel. Um, and then, uh, at some point, early on, this new character, Shion, appears. Um, she's kind of weird. She she sort of she sort of looks like like a a dark haired Namine or a dark haired Kairi or something like that. Right. But her her she's got this quirk where the way she looks depends on who is looking at her. Yeah, which is strange. Yeah, it, it it's it's not elaborated on too much at the beginning, but it it, it comes into play later on. Uh, but yeah, so they become this trio: Shion and Roxas and Axel, hanging out, going on missions, hanging out at the clock tower. And she can build <coughs> a keyblade. Yeah, like you. that's the other thing. It's very confusing, which no one else in the organization can do. Um. 
and so she slowly begins to realize um, that she has some of Sora's memories. She starts to memorize things. There's really not too much to the game cutscene-wise besides the Axel and Roxas stuff and then when stuff really starts to take a turn for the worse. Yeah, there, I mean, there's some stuff um, that deals with the organization members going to Castle Oblivion. Like, you hear about it from the organization side. Right, um, because this is happening somewhat of the same time as... Yeah, and there's the there's this part where Roxas, he falls into a coma. Um, this is, like, at the same time that um, Sora got put into that pod to get his memories back. Uh, he eventually wakes up. And finds that all the people are dead in Castle Living except Axel. Um, and then, you know, they, they start hanging out some more. <laughs> Be- yeah, a lot of it is just them hanging out. It's really, it's actually, I mean, it sounds, it sounds uh, banal, but it is, it's it's very enjoyable. It's very endearing because it's very much a character driven <coughs> game. Like, it's it's very much fleshing out these characters that... In my opinion, if you miss this game, you are kind of missing a lot because these characters have been teased enough to come back in Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. And they they have full character story, but you don't get it unless you are you play the game on the Nintendo DS, which is one of the best-selling systems of all time, but yeah. still a lot of people don't um, play these ancillary games. Yeah, this one, it was actually really cool. This is not about the story, but this was, like, the first actual, like, multiplayer. I don't know if there's another one, actually, but the it's a, basically it's a multiplayer game. Um, and we talk about these the missions that you go on. There's actually this mode called Mission Mode um, where you can play with other people and you can play as other members of the organization. It was really cool. Um, it was a good game. <laughs> you should play it if you have a DS. Um, but... Let's get back to the story. Right. So, just like in Kingdom Hearts 2, um, you know, Sora is out there, he's in the, out there regaining his memories, and so Roxas slowly starts to also have uh, Sora's memories. Um, and then you... He doesn't know why. What? And he doesn't know why. Yeah, he doesn't know why. And slowly but surely, Roxas is also becoming weaker, and... Shion is becoming stronger. Yeah, and it's weird. And it is slowly revealed through the story that she is, like, absorbing Roxas, essentially. Yeah. And so Shion then does the friendly thing, which is a weird She's to like, say. I'm out of here. The friendly thing. Um, and, no, that's she, she fights him. Fights who? No, well, first she leaves. Oh, that's um, right. She does disappear, and then and then she figures out that she was created by the organization as like basically as a replica of Sora, just in case Roxas didn't do what they wanted her to do, what what they wanted him to do. Which is weird because Roxas was being <laughs> um, yeah. obedient the whole time. Yeah. So the, the next part gets weird. Shion fights Sora to make him defeat her so Roxas will get the power back, right? What? Or does Shion fight Roxas? Um, 
When? To, like, sacrifice herself to give the power back to Roxas. Right, that happens at the end of the game. But there's other stuff that happens. Man, my notes must be out of order then. Because I thought I thought the end of the game was Riku and Roxas. Okay, yeah. That is the end. Okay, thank you. I you're making me feel crazy. Um I mean, but I'm just saying there's there's some stuff with, with Shion that happens. Um like there's this one weird scene where this one um this one organization member like confronts her and when like you see from his point of view and he's this entirely different character. Like he looks like Roxas at first, but it turns out to be an entirely um different Ooh, character. Yeah. Okay, you're right. I did miss that cutscene. I remember it vividly in my head, but I misplaced it. Um, but I, I kind of put that under the Shion looks like other people. So right. to some of so the it's... organization members, she does look like, um, which we'll get to this character later, but a blonde-haired character that is similar to Roxas. Very similar looking to Roxas. Yeah, so she, the organiz- Zemnus, like sends the organization to capture her, um, and that's when that happens. And then um, Roxas, he's like, all right, I'm out of here. Uh, and he leaves. And then Shion is captured. Um, Zemnus somehow reprograms her. And then that's when Shion goes to fight Roxas. Cause she, so she's she's trying to, to fight Roxas to become whole. Um, and then... Um, this is another time that the face thing happens because she, like, she's got her normal voice and then she pulls her hood off and she has Sora's face. Yeah. Okay. That's and then why she my turns. Was broke when I was watching the recap video. Yeah, that was so weird. Um, and then she turns, like, she turns in this big monster, um, yeah, and that's to fight the other you. Thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know how that happened. But yeah, Kingdom and Hearts then baby. so you, Roxas fights her. Um. And then Rock, you you win the match, the battle, and Shion kind of uh, disintegrates, and then um, you're back, you're powerful. Yeah, well, it's it's a heart wrenching scene it because is. oh my god, Shion and Roxas have have bonded over this whole thing, um, and you're basically forced to fight, and then the consequences of you destroying her, and she disintegrates and everyone loses all of their memories of her. And so it's all of it. It's just, it's so, it's just, uh, it's so frustrating. (laughs) It was so sad. Yeah. It's probably (coughs) this game has some of the most gut wrenching stuff in it. And it was considered an ancillary game, which is crazy to me. Um, I mean, maybe Nomura considers all of these, um, necessary but most people aren't going to look at this game and the title and see it that way yeah but but so this happens she dies all of her memories she was created out of Sora's memories and all those go back to Sora um but as a consequence somehow of her dying uh Roxas gets her keyblade and then like then you Roxas has two keyblades and it's super awesome it is awesome. Yep. And so Roxas, he goes, I guess he's going to um, 
the world that never was to confront Xemnas. Because that was Shion's dying wish. He's like, go stop Xemnas. He's got these two Keyblades. And then he um, encounters Riku. Who Diz has sent, Diz, Diz sent Riku to go get Roxas. So uh, he could put him in the digital world. So he could be um, absorbed back into Sora. And then you have this epic fight with Riku. Man, <coughs> this fight, let me mention to you, as someone that cared a lot about this, this fight was teased back at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1 in yeah. a secret video. Yeah, there was a secret video of these... Of I don't remember if you knew that it was Riku, but there was this hooded figure with these two Keyblades. Like, they fight off this horde of Heartless, and then they uh, fight each other. Yeah, it's it was never really... 100% those Riku, but it was a silver-haired person with a blindfold. Yeah. And so a lot of people assumed it was Riku. Right. And then when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out and you never got that, it was very confusing. Yeah. And You're then... like, what? What? Because <laughs> all of a sudden Riku is, you know, he looks like Ansem. Yeah. And then there's And you're like, game, what happened? Which gives you yes, the culmination so, of that. Right. So they have this fight. Roxas actually wins, which was awesome. Um, and Riku's like, uh-uh, this ain't happening. And so he taps into his darkness and turns into, like, that, that Ansem form. And so that's why he looks like that. Yeah. And he gets super powerful, and he knocks Roxas out and brings him to Diz. Which then sets up Kingdom Hearts 2. Yep. And the game basically ends where, uh, where Kingdom Hearts 2 starts with Roxas waking up in the digital Twilight Town. Which is heartbreaking. Yeah. So you know, the, this... Uh, the it um, the, the, there weren't like a, a whole lot of story revelations in this game. Um, it just kind of served to flesh out some of the members of the organization. Um, it it showed you why Axel seemed to care so much for Roxas and why he ended up. This is why he ended up sacrificing himself in Kingdom Hearts Two because you know he saw Roxas in Sora and so he wanted he he didn't want Roxas to die there. Um, but also, like, it crucially, it introduces Xion, who, um, you know, after this game, everyone, we all just assumed that she was gone for good. Um, but when they released the box art of Kingdom Hearts 3, lo and behold, she is on it. Uh, so and somehow, trailers. yeah, so somehow she's going to work back into the story. Uh, who knows, but I'm excited for her to be back. So. Then we go on to um, <coughs> Coded. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts Coded. Um, Which I know nothing about this, really. This is going right. to be Seth. So this was originally released on... It, it wasn't... It was a phone game, but it was in the era of before smartphones. Yeah, it was so on this the was like, Yeah. I don't, was it on the N-Gage? I think so. Um, let me look. Hold on. Hold on one moment. Coded. Uh, it was only in Japanese. Yeah, it was just on, it was on mobile phones. So they have, they have, they had different kinds of mobile phones back then. But again, it was pre-smartphone. Um, so it, this wasn't a very complex game. It was basically like a, a dumbed-down version of the Kingdom Hearts 1 story, uh, that they put on mobile phones. Um, but the whole story is like, it takes place after Kingdom Hearts 2, like right after it, and Jiminy Cricket, who is also a character in this, um, story by the way, he's got this journal 
um, he kind of he kind of helps Sora to figure out where you're going, and you can, you also have his journal in the games to go back and like look at all the story stuff that happened. But Jiminy Cricket, he's looking in his journal, and there's this line in there that he didn't write. Um, so he, it's just I don't, I can't even with this. They decide to digitize the journal. Um, and go into it where there's apparently this entire universe um, as in, as a datascape like this. It's weird. It's like um, it's sort of like like Tron kind of where they just jump into this world in, right. inside a computer. And but yeah, so you're going through it. Um, there are these bugs that you have to fight. Uh, the end of it, the 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 whole the basically the where it goes is. Um, what this is for is that there's this entity or something. I don't know what it is, but it basically at the end it tells you that Sora is um, this guy that he, he's got this ability to connect with people, um, like this preternatural, like not normal ability that to connect with people and then. Um, it also tells Sora and them to go save three other people who need Sora's help. Um, and what this, I, I was confused about it. I looked it over. What it basically serves is to um, inform Riku and Mickey and Sora and all of them about the three main characters of Birth by Sleep, which we will talk about now. Um, tell them to basically say, these guys are all still alive and you need to go save them. That's basically the purpose of, of Coded. Okay. <laughs> it's weird, but it's also weird, like, again, this is, it's only important because in in some of the, the gameplay trailers of 3, we've seen these, like, glitch things uh, that you fight in Coded um, in, the, in, in the gameplay of Kingdom Hearts 3, so somehow, like, the, the whole datascape and, and Jiminy's journal is going to show up. Uh, it also shows up, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the Kingdom Hearts Union Cross or whatever. It also shows up in there. Uh, but yeah, let us move on to the PSP title, Birth by Sleep. Which I did play, but not a lot of. Yeah. Uh, did you ever uh, play this? I did not. This is a game I was super excited about, but I never had a PSP. Um, and then I, I had the, which, which one was it? Was it in 2.5, 2.5 and I tried to get into it, but I just couldn't like, cause I played it. I, I tried to play it right after kingdom hearts two, but because this was a game de- developed for PSP, um, even on the 2.5 collection it's where rough. it's remastered in HD, it, the, the game is, it's a PSP game, so the systems, the way it works is, is not as complex. Like, the battle system is kind of dumbed down from um, from Kingdom Hearts 2, so I, I couldn't get, get into it. Yeah, it's definitely Unfortunately, simpler. because apparently this one is a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, I can see why. The characters are really cool, and the world building is really cool. Yeah. I, I remember that. I... I played a little bit of Ventus's story, um, but I definitely did not play enough of that game, to be honest. 
Right. But that game, so, you play as three separate characters. Right. There's three characters. They all have their own little stories. The game takes place ten years before Kingdom Hearts 1. You got these three people, Terra, Aqua, and Ventus. They, they've all got these keyblades. Um, and they are uh, training. They're all training together to become better keyblade wielders. Keyblade masters, even. Yeah, right. So they're, that's, they're I, I, I'm pretty sure that's where the game opens. Um, in this place called the Land of Departure, you got these three Keyblade wielders. They're trying to become masters, um, and the game opens with like two of them are taking this Mark of Mastery exam. Uh, Terra and Aqua, they are they they are put against each other. Um, Aqua passes the test. Terra does not because. During while while they are fighting each other, he reveals that he has some um, level of darkness in his heart, and so the the guy who is giving out the exam, who named Master Arrakis, he determines that he that Terra is not fit yet to become to be called a Keyblade Master. Also um, present. At this test is this guy, Master Xehanort. This is a name you will be familiar with uh, from Kingdom Hearts 2, as he was the guy who became Ansem and Xemnas. Well, it's the same name as that guy. Right. He doesn't look anything like that one yet, though. And we'll right, he's this old why. crotchety dude. So he's uh, a and, and man. Yeah, he's got this... Uh, this long pointy mustache, he's kind of hunched over, really thin, um, very tan. Yeah, very He's tan. very tan. Um, he's got the same white hair, though, but yeah, he doesn't really look, and it's really only, and name only, that there is a resemblance, um, and you're not exactly sure. Uh, but yeah, so that you're, you're out there, um, these things called the Unversed start to show up, uh, there are no Heartless or nobody's in this game because this is pre uh the prior to the creation of the heartless um and but there are these things called the unversed and so they are the things that you are traveling around the different worlds to fight yep yeah so do we want to do the the light and dirty of this like just get through it or do you want to i mean so they're what what this game is is you have these three characters going to different places um they each have their different like stories so Terra is sent by uh, master arrakis to destroy the unverse in the different worlds and to find master xehanort no he's not sent by arrakis but he he goes to destroy the unverse and to find master xehanort because xehanort had previously encouraged him to um to use the darkness to become a keyblade master and so he's out Terra's out looking for him. Um, Aqua is sent to watch Terra, basically, to make sure that um, he doesn't become evil and to find Ventus, the third character, who also uh, he he got out of there um, trying to... He, he left fo- trying to follow uh, Terra. Um, but they all get kind of split up 
So that's that's what that's what the idea is here. That's what, what's going on. Right. So also, there's a character named <coughs> Manifest. What? We gotta yeah. Get into there's him. this. Um, Master Xehanort has mysteriously, uh, had found this new apprentice, Vanitas, who looks like an evil Sora, basically. Um, and another character that we meet is Mickey Mouse, uh, who is being trained by Yensid, who is not yet king, and he's not yet a Keyblade Master. Um, but he kind of, uh, jumps in and out and helps the characters. Yeah, that's, that's really one of the games where Mickey shines, besides Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. So we we get to the the main parts of this story is you you find out that Xehanort is trying to get Ventus to become a vessel to like he wants to put himself into Ventus so he can become young again essentially. Yeah. And then he finds out that, like, I guess Ventus is not a suitable uh, subject for that. Right. And and then he decides... So it, it's hard to go through the story um, because what's happening in the story doesn't really make sense until you have all the information because of the way, like, it's split up into a bunch of different storylines. Um, so what what's going on is Ventus was um, Xehanort's apprentice, uh, but... He was not good enough, so what Xehanort decided to do was he was going to extract the darkness from Ventus's heart to create a being of pure darkness to pit against um, Ventus's pure light um, in order to uh, create this thing called the Keyblade. So this is key, but... It's like the Greek letter key, so it looks like an X. It looks like X-Blade, um, which is this magical weapon which is uh, connected to Kingdom Hearts. Which um, we'll now refer to as the X-Blade, because if we yeah. call it the Keyblade, it'll be If we call it a Keyblade, it just becomes confusing. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and then... Um, at, around this time... well, So that, that happens before the game. Um, during the game, well, okay, so after Xehanort does this, uh, Ventus kind of falls into a coma, um, and so Xehanort takes him to Destiny Islands, home of, uh, Sora and Riku, as we know, right. and he's kind of gonna, just gonna dump his body there, uh, which is kind of an evil thing to do, but Very. I guess at this, at this time, Sora is basically being born, um, who knows who his parents are, by the way? Um, <laughs> or sure even how, you know, maybe people don't have parents in this world. Maybe they're just kind of birthed into existence. His mother uh, did but... call out his name on Kingdom Hearts 1. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't remember that at all. Um, but yeah, so the newborn Sora's heart, like, reaches out. As as we learned in, in Coded, Sora's heart has this ability to connect with people. So this newborn Sora's heart like reaches out, connects with Ventus, and kind of gives him a little strength to to come back to normal. So Ventus wakes up, and Xehanort's like, "Oh, I guess this guy isn't useless after all." And he goes and he dumps him with Master Arrakis. 
so that that all happened. That's that's what's going on with Ventus. Um, Terra and Aqua during their stories, they end up also going to Destiny Islands, where they uh, they they meet Sora and Riku as children. Um, and Terra, he sees this potential in Riku to be a good Keyblade wielder, and he do, he does this thing, this bequeathing or whatever it's called. <laughs> it's such a weird term. Which he... will, yeah, it will allow Riku to become a Keyblade wielder later in life. I think uh, Sora also has a uh, a, a conversation becomes... with Aqua. I'm not sure. Um, right. No, no. Sora accidentally becomes bequeathed because of no. Ventus. No. Well, yeah, so th- we learned that later on that that's kind of that is why Sora has the ability, um, but we're not there yet. Um, so th- this is kind of a uh, bequeaths Kyrie, right? Aqua accidentally bequeaths Kyrie because we find out in this game that Kyrie lives in um, Radiant Garden, uh, like that's where she's originally from, um, and I guess at some point she she touches Aqua's Keyblade or something and becomes accidentally bequeathed and given the ability to use a keyblade <coughs> it's it's weird so we have two accidental bequeathings right and one purposeful one yeah all right i'm just i that term is still so weird to me to use in a, a normal way um yeah this game so part of the issues with the story on this i know it might seem like we stumbled through a lot of this is that these game, this game, like Seth said earlier, has three story paths, and you don't see the other angles until you play that yeah. story. You have to play like through a whole story and then do the next one. Which so is, you don't get you don't get all the information until the end. So right. that's why we kind of have to give the information up front because there's no way to just go through the story. There's there's no chronological order. And even when you try to look up the chronological order, it doesn't always line up right. Yeah. Which is one of the, uh, right now, <laughs> we warned you in the beginning, Nomura kind of just does what he wants in some of these. And yeah. This is this is one where he went a little hog wild. Um, <coughs> so so if we if we got to to there, um, we. So Aqua bequeathed Kyrie, Xehanort. Right. Trans- I'm not sure when. I'm not exactly all sure when when all that all the bequeathing with with Aqua happens. But, um, yeah. So Ventus learns about this Xehanort's plan to create this this X Blade using his body from Xehanort, and Xehanort's like, and Arrakis knew about this all along. So Ven goes. Ventus goes back back to Arrakis in the land of departure. Um, and to ask about him, and Arrakis is like, the only way to stop this is to kill you. Uh, I'm pretty sure Arrakis is voiced by Mark Hamill, by the way. He um, is, I think. And so he, he goes in to try and kill Ventus to um, prevent Master Xehanort from getting his hands on the Keyblade. Uh, the X-Blade, rather. Excuse me. Uh, Terra shows up and sees Arrakis... Um, Attacking Ventus and then goes off and fights Arrakis and kills him. 
Right. <laughs> no. Wait. No. Terra fights him. Arrakis is like, you know, he's weak. And then Xehanort shows up and kills Arrakis. And then Xehanort puts his heart into Terra. Well, I don't know that that's when that happens. Uh, Hold on. I'm reading. <laughs> it's This game is so hard to... I have watched all the cutscenes to this game. So, and it doesn't. Xehanort, <clears throat> Xehanort kills Arrakis, and he tells Terra to go to the Keyblade graveyard. Yeah, which that's is kind of where, where it's where all the it's this the site of this ancient battle called the Keyblade War, um, and it's where the three stories kind of uh, coalesce into one. Um, Ventus ends up uh, after. Terra saves Ventus. He teleports him to Destiny Islands again. Um, and then Ventus, he encounters Vanitas, who, uh, we, as we, as you know, is like the kind of the darkness from Ventus's heart. And that's when Ventus learns about his past. Um, and then Vanitas tells Ventus to go to the Keyblade Graveyard. And Aqua also learns about Arrakis' death and then goes to confront them in the Keyblade Graveyard. So we have all these three people in the Keyblade Graveyard. Uh, Xehanort shows up with Ventus. He, with Vanitas, rather. And he reveals his plan to use the X-Blade to unlock the Kingdom Hearts and, and get its power, basically. Um, and do, you know, whatever he's gonna do. Um... And he also plans to use Terra as his new body so that he'll be, because he's his old dude and he wants to be able to live long enough to see his plans work. Um, and then Xehanort kind of attacks them all. He, he's got, he shows up, turns out he's super powerful. Um, and he gets into his battle with Xehanort and Xehanort is able to uh, possess him and transfer his heart into Terra's body, which creates the. Uh, He's called, they call him Terranort, but uh, he's like <laughs> he's he's the young version of Xehanort, which we um, I don't know if we've seen him before, but he yeah we'll get to it. We we have because that's the no you're right okay my bad keep going right so Terra's mind is still in his body it, this is weird thing where he um, uh, gets this suit of armor. It, there's this whole battle that happens in Terra's mind. Um, and then I'm trying to f- remember, figure out like the order that all this happens in. Cause there's, it's all these, these big, th- this is kind of like all the, the final battles of the, the, the games. Um, you have Terra fighting Xehanort. Um, Ventus ends up, fighting Vanitas um, and they merge together no yeah so they merge together uh, and create the Keyblade um, and then Aqua ends up fighting Ventus the the fused Vanitas while Ventus is also doing battle in his own mind against Vanitas um, Aqua wins uh, destroys Vanitas uh, Ventus is kind of also killed. He's collateral damage. 
Um, <coughs> yeah. <coughs> I thought there was a time, there was this thing where, uh, Aqua goes to fight Xehanort and Terra's body. Um, I don't remember. Let me see my notes real quick. Yeah. Okay. So, um, right. So after the Aqua fights, the fused Vanitas and Ventus beats him. Uh, the key, the X blade is destroyed. Vanitas is destroyed. Uh, Ventus is kind of also killed. Uh, we think, um, and she leaves the Keyblade graveyard. She uh, takes Ventus's body to the land of departure, which is where all this stuff was happened. Um, she um, the video I turns, watched said she creates Castle Oblivion. Yeah, she turns the land of departure into Castle Oblivion as this basically a safe place to hold uh, Ventus until um, he can wake up because it turns out he's in a deep sleep. Um, and because his heart has been destroyed, and whenever it comes back, he'll wake up. And then Aqua goes to Radiant, goes back to Radiant Garden to fight Xehanort, who is in Terra's body. And they have a fight. Um, and it it ends up with uh, I don't know what happens, but Xehanort like loses all of his memories. Um. Okay, Xehanort attempts to unlock his own heart. I don't know why. He's a weirdo. Uh, but he loses all his memories. Um, and then Aqua dives into the realm of darkness to try and save Terra. Uh, I don't know why he would be there, but that's what she does. Um, and then she gets stuck there. Yeah. And Ventus's heart is with Sora. Do we make sure to say that? Uh, or at least it rests inside Sora. Yeah, so what happened kind with Ventus like is Kyrie's after thing. he after he got beat, like his heart um reached out to Sora's because they had a connection. Um and Sora's heart was like, Yeah, you can you can hang out with me until you're you're okay. And so <laughs> that's where Ventus's heart is. You know we're almost there. Yeah. So Aqua's trapped in the wor- in the world of darkness. Um, uh, the Xehanort has lost his memory. Um, he wakes up in the Radiant Garden, and is discovered by Ansem the Wise, who was also known as Diz from the previous games, uh, and he becomes Ansem Apprentice. Ansem's apprentice. So that is that. Then leads us to. Uh, that is the guy who became, so this is, Xehanort possesses Terra, he loses memories, he goes to work for Ansem, they, um, they do all this research about the Heartless, um, it turns out that Xehanort slowly regains his memories, and, Uh and he remembers what he's doing, and who he is, uh, and so he turns himself into a Heartless and a Nobody, and he turns all of the people working with him into the nobodies, which creates the organization thirteen, um, and that's that's what brings us to one and two. So, so my my still question, I want you to think about this for later. 
What happened to the heartless of the Organization 13 people? Well, I think they're just like... So when Sora turned into a heartless, he just turned into like a little soldier heartless. So I'm sure that's what they were. Okay. You know, they were just whatevers. It's it's still just weird because Xehanort's heartless was an all-powerful and some seeker of darkness, essentially. Yeah, I think he was special because he willingly chose to became to become a heartless. Okay, um, that makes sense. And then he turned all of the other people into heartless and nobodies. Right. Okay, so my notes for that area are the... Yeah, so he lands Barcher, um, all that good stuff. Uh, it's so crazy. Um, then we go to uh, Dream Drop Distance, right? Or, do, or should we cover the mobile game first? Um... Yeah, let's try and talk about uh, the mobile game. Because I'm actually the most fascinated by the mobile game. The two videos I watched had a decent amount of information um, about it in there. You have a lot, too. Um, the, the mobile game is about these five factions. Yeah, so the mobile three. game takes place... It's called... Um, the current version of it is called Kingdom Hearts Union Cross... Uh, it was it originally started out as this game, this browser game in Japan called Kingdom Hearts Key. Um, it became, it turned into a game called Unchained Key. I don't remember at what point this became released as mobile. And then um, after its story concluded, it then turned into Union Cross. Um, Which is when it came to America. It was not in America until Union Cross. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's very weird. Um, and I'm honestly not a hundred percent sure how much of it is going to tie into the game, but it does. Um, I know some of it is going to be so. The mobile game, well, we're just gonna call it a we'll we'll call it Kingdom Hearts Key. Uh, so it takes place hundreds of years before, um, the current game, before the Keyblade War ever happened. It's kind of trying to tell you what the Keyblade War is. Right. Because, you know, Master Xehanort is obsessed with it. He wants to make it happen again. That's kind of his whole deal. Um, is because he wants he wants to make it happen again and for to make Kingdom Hearts appear. I'm still yeah. not exactly sure what he thinks will happen at that point, but you know, we'll figure that out. In in Kingdom Hearts three. So, um Kingdom Hearts key, you play you, you create this character, um and you join one of these five unions, which are led by these guys called the Foretellers. Um, there's yep. a lot of a lot of stuff happens. Um, it was uh, the the pertinent information I believe was released um, as a original movie on Kingdom Hearts. Uh, what was it called? Two point eight. Two point eight final chapter prologue, uh, which was. You know, it's kind of designed as a lead-in to Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, so, yeah, it was released as this video called Kingdom Hearts uh, Key Back Cover. And it basically, despite it going over the, the events of Kingdom Hearts Key, it actually doesn't have the player character at all. Um, so, I'll tell you about Back Cover first. So, it, it starts out with this, this uh, narration... About the age of fairy tales, um, where the light is protected by seven people, 
and who have these they have the the original keyblades this one dude is the main guy master of masters he's this hooded figure he's got the same cloak that the organization 13 members um have and he's got these six apprentices they all have weird names uh what do we got we got era Ased, envy gula and ava and then there's also the six guy lushu who also has a um a hood so master of masters has this yeah the master of masters he tells he, he's got this book called the book of prophecy that has you know prophecies in it go figure uh and he tells his uh, apprentices about this big war that's going to happen uh the end of the world is happening there's going to be a big keyblade war um and he gives all he gives each of the apprentices specific instructions um because he's like at some point i might not be here anymore and so if that happens this is what you need to do and lo and behold he he disappears and one of the guys is left in charge this guy ira um yeah so they all have these these different uh different roles ira's the leader Ased is and he's supposed to be uh second in command but also willing to step up if he believes ira isn't doing a good job um there's this guy what what did envy have to do envy was in charge of she was supposed to like watch everyone and report what was going on to ira the leader uh there is gula who was given an extra page of the book of prophecy which said that one of the one of the this one of the apprentices was going to be a traitor and so gula's job was to figure out who the traitor was and then there was ava who was instructed by the master of masters to gather a bunch of strong keyblade wielders um to form her own group to to make sure that there would be people after this war happened right um and lushu was is his is the most interesting um cuz we don't know what he looks like he is told to He's basically supposed to just go observe what's going on um, so the Master of Masters can find out about it. And the Master of Masters gives him his key, this keyblade that's got this eyeball in it, uh, and it's the Master of Masters eyeball. And, <laughs> yeah, the gazing eye. Yeah, this gazing eye, and he instructs Lushu to to watch what happens um, and then uh, bequeath or not bequeath, but give <laughs> to like pass down this keyblade. So as you know, this keyblade can go through time and see what's going on and which will allow the master of masters to know what's happening like throughout time. So it's kind of like he's able to, to see what's going on for wherever this keyblade with his eye has been. Um, and the proof that this works is that the master of masters has this book of prophecy, which shows all the stuff that this keyblade saw it's this weird time loop thing um it doesn't really explain how it works and because then the the guy the the master master disappears but he also gives him this box that has something in it that's really important um 
Lushu knows what it is. We're not allowed to hear what it is. Uh, but it's apparently going to be in Kingdom Hearts 3. This box is going to be. Um, and it's going to be opened. Uh, but it turns out that, like, it, it's weird because the Master of Masters is played up as, like, this playful character um, who knows more than than he's letting on. Um, but all, have, all his instructions... Uh, for the five, the the apprentices basically makes them turn against each other and causes the Keyblade War to happen. Um, so you don't know. It's like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? You're not really sure what's going on. Um, so the Keyblade War happens. All the people die except for the the people that Ava got to go um, to to save these people called like the Dandelions. Yeah, the Dandelions, um, which went and they. Yeah, they went to this other world, and then they came back after the Keyblade War. Um, the weird thing about this game is it's like it's still ongoing, so like the story is not over. Um, but it has a couple strange things that involve the player character. So uh, as the player, you you kind of you play through, um, you go on these different missions for, from the foretellers, and then you play you eventually you play through the the Keyblade War. Um, and then your character at the end is saved by the dandelions. And it's kind of actually terrible because it implies that what what you play through during, like in the Keyblade War is like this recurring nightmare that the character has every night, basically. It's like a um, Valhalla kind of. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of terrible. Um but so they're it's left with these these five new leaders. Um then it's 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 also weird because one of the five leaders so i don't this is stuff that i do not think is going to be in kingdom hearts 3 at all i think i could see them maybe it it like being a storyline after this game um but yeah so there after the keyblade war there these five leaders come back like they were appointed to be the new leaders after everyone was dead um and they're they're actually instructed not to tell anyone about what happened in the war, like just basically to lie to everybody, uh, um, and one of them is actually Ventus. I don't know if you knew this, but he somehow Whoa. it was one of the original uh, dandelion leaders. Uh, who knows why he's still a child in in, in Birth by Sleep? What um, the heck? Yeah, yeah. And also one of them is the non like the the regular form of Marluxia. Um, what? Yeah, it's weird. Like I said, I don't this. I don't imagine this stuff is going to be involved in Kingdom Hearts three at all, uh, and it's still an ongoing story in that game. Uh, but what's pertinent is that um, Maleficent also shows up. Somehow she has figured out a way to travel back in time, um, and she's at. She shows up at the end of the game. Um, and it's implied that she gets her hands on the Book of Prophecy uh, and that she she really wants, from what we've seen in the trailers, is, is that she wants that box that Lushu had. Um, and apparently that is going to be in the game. That's like that's going to be a plot point, is opening that box and figuring out what's going on. Um, oh, yeah, but, that's what I figured. I figured the Master of Masters, the box, and... Lushu was going to be the main things that. So Nomura has said that the Master of Masters is not going to be in the game at all. What uh, the yeah, heck? Yeah, which is weird because I think that's something that they're saving. 
um, uh, for after like the whole Xehanort story ends. Um, but also the thing with Lushu, like, is so he has this Keyblade that he got from the Master that's got the Master's eyeball in it, and in present day Kingdom Hearts, it is the same Keyblade that Master Xehanort has. Right. Um, so somehow it got passed down to him. Uh, who knows how? Um, yeah. So that's that's a little that's the backstory of that. Uh, it's kind of weird. Um, I don't kind know of. what what the purpose of it is. Honestly, uh, it doesn't. I don't. It doesn't seem to um, add anything to me. In my opinion, there's also this weird character who is just called Darkness. Um, he's he he does a couple things. He kills uh, Marluxia's sister, uh, kind of tragically, and then he. I guess he he works with um. Uh, what's her name? Maleficent when she so shows up in the past. Uh, so who knows what's going on? Uh, but yeah, just wanted to get that out of the way. I, I, again, I don't know how much of that will be relevant. Uh, we know that the Keyblade shows up. The the no name Keyblade of the Master of Masters is there, and that the box is going to play a role in the game. So that's what you need to know from that. I assume. <laughs> okay, so now we're at. Kingdom Hearts. The most recent game, Dream Drop, Dream Drop Distance. Distance. Came out in 2012 for the 3DS. Yes. Um, possibly the biggest surprise of this game was still that it was a move forward in the story. I don't think anyone really expected yeah, I that. Remember, I remember when we got this game, like just kind of expecting it to be a side story. Like the other Nintendo games have been. And then you, you boot up the game and it starts off basically right at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. So this is the first time the story has moved forward since 2006. Yeah, six or seven. Hold on, let me yeah. let me see. Kingdom Hearts two came out uh, in no way that's not it. Kingdom Hearts two came out 2005 actually. Oh wow. Okay, so it's been seven years seven since years. the story moved forward. Uh, <coughs> so basically, what happened is. That bottle that um, Sora, Riku, and Kairi got on Destiny Islands at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, it was a letter was a, from King Mickey. was a letter from King Mickey to come to Yen Sid's Tower and um, take the Mark of Mastery exam. It was well, for, yeah, for Sora and Riku. For Sora and Riku, not for Kairi. Yeah. Um, so it's the same, same Mark of Mastery that Terra and Aqua had to take. So they need to be... Uh... They need to prepare for what Xehanort has got planned, so they need to take this exam to make sure they are true Keyblade Masters. Right. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that happens in this game. You are, it's once again, uh, mainly like most of the side games, kind of frustratingly, your whole goal is to replay old stuff that you've done. To Right. There are some the new worlds, forward. though, in there. There is. Um, one of the, the best worlds was the Tron legacy one. Uh, yeah, to be that honest. was a dope world. Um, but the whole point of this game is you're playing back and forth between Sora and Riku. Yeah. And so you're sent, is, you're tasked by Yen said to go to these worlds, which have somehow fallen asleep. Like the actual worlds are sleeping. Um, and you're basically supposed to free them. 
right. from this state of sleep that uh, that is a result of from when Ansem attacked them. Right. Um, and somehow Sora, so you're you're saving them from sleep in your own dreams. So yeah. Sora is in his dreams. And when Riku goes into the dreams, he ends up inside Sora's dreams. Yeah, this isn't something we learn until the very end because you know both of them set out to go into these into these sleeping worlds, and they are uh, split up somehow. Uh, we don't find out until the very end that it is because uh, Riku entered Sora's dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Sora right. entered Sora's in the dream in the dreams of the world and Riku is in Sora's dreams. Very confusing. Very very confusing. So, yeah, so they have to go through these seven worlds, unlock seven keyholes to return these worlds back to the regular uh their regular state. And then when they do it, they will both be be deemed Keyblade Masters. Yes. Um Somewhere inside of this game, at some point, it is revealed that in Radiant Garden, all the organization members reawakened. Yep. <coughs> and um, Axel, a.k.a. Lee, yeah. um, also is reawakened. Yeah, and- this, is, this is something very important we didn't go over. So when a person becomes a nobody, they get a new name, which is an anagram of their regular name with the letter X in it. Which is why my Twitter handle is VidX. Yeah. So Lee, his name is, his regular name is Lee, L-E-A, and it becomes Axel when he's a nobody. But he wakes back up. He's Lee again. And then he looks around and all these other people who are in the organization are waking up too. Except Cy. Isa. Yeah. Isa and Brig. And uh, Brig. Yeah, who was Zigbar. Of course, you don't. You you listeners don't know who these members are because we didn't talk about them all individually. But these two guys, uh, Zigbar and Sykes, uh, who are now Brag and Isa, are important characters. And right. so Lee wakes up and he goes to look around for them. Yeah, um, he basically goes on a small quest to find... I don't know what he expects to find. I think he's just trying to find Roxas or something. Yeah, um, a lot of the the actual it's funny. The most important story stuff in the beginning of the game actually happens outside of what Sora and Riku are doing, because they're right. basically just going back through these different Disney worlds and re and going through the parts of the movie that have not been um, played in the games yet. But so you got that you got that going on with Lee um, during one part of the game. Um, Mickey gets this letter from Maleficent. Uh, the, I guess she's like kidnapped Minnie and the three go to Disney Castle to save her um, and Maleficent and Pete are there and Maleficent's like I want to go what is it I don't know she wants to go into like Jiminy she wants Jiminy's journal or something um, <laughs> yeah I'm not sure why but then Lee shows up and stops her uh, saves Minnie, and then uh, Maleficent are Maleficent and Pete have are you know they're they go off to do their own thing, yeah, presumably they go off and lick their wounds, presumably to go back in time or whatever. Um, who knows? Maleficent thinks 
um, she wants a journal. She 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 thinks the datascape is 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 important, and it has it is somehow connected to Jiminy's journal, and it is connected to the past and to this box. We don't know this in this game, but that's kind of what she is doing. Um, yeah. So. <coughs> We then, um, he reveals to Mickey that he wants to become a Keyblade user. Yeah, and so that's what, that that was kind of, Lee's like, Lee shows up at Jensen's Tower and is like, I want you to teach me how to use a Keyblade. Uh, right. Kyrie is there also being trained to use a Keyblade. Right. So, um, so the that's, whole all, that's what's going on. That's the whole B story. Yeah, so we, let's a get back story. to what Riku and Sora are doing. So Sora is going through all of these worlds and most of the 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 thing is that the the Terra Xehanort is kind of terrorizing Sora. Well, um, yeah. So his Ansem, um the the guy from the first one, he sh- he's showing up terrorizing Sora or no, Xemnas is showing up and kind of like being a jerk. Um Ansem shows up in Riku's world. Uh, but there's also this mysterious third character. He's a young kid. He's got this black coat and this silver hair, um, and he's he's just like a major pain. Yeah. Um, we um, find out like he doesn't. I don't know he, he how when he reveals it, but he's actually a young version of Xehanort. Yeah, he reveals that near the end of the game. Um. Well, no, okay, that's actually in the middle. So before that, Sora's being haunted also by, like, you keep seeing visions of all of the people that Sora is connected to. Yeah, like... Because once again, we've brought up, he connects to people, um, and so he's connecting, he sees visions of, like, Aqua and Terra and yeah, Ventus and Namine. Shion and uh, Roxas. Roxas. And very confusing for the for the kid who doesn't actually know who any of these people are. Right. He just his heart has touched them. He doesn't know it has. And um it's revealed that crazy crazy organization thirteen um that has a plan where Xehanort is going to time travel and grab Xehanort from different points of time to make up the new organization thirteen. Right. It's let's try let's try to break this down. So okay. old Xehanort has created this plan. So there was this we need to we one thing about the Keyblade War is that after it ended I don't know if it was the the X Blade was shattered into like twelve pe- into twenty pieces. Or twenty or twenty one. 27 pieces of light, 13 of dark. Yeah. So, Xehanort has this plan. His original plan was to use Organization 13 as the the darkness and have the the princesses of heart, who were characters from the first one. I don't know if we talked about them, but they were all basically all Disney princesses who have these these pieces of the X-Blade in them. Um, And Kyrie is also one of them. So he was going to get all of those people to create the new Keyblade. Uh, that didn't work. We foiled that plan in both games. We saved the princes in the first one. We destroyed the organization in the second one. So his new plan is to... 
Okay, keep going. Okay, so he is going to use the ability to travel through time to gather different incarnations of himself from different periods of time and also use bodies use the bodies of the members of of some of the members of the organization and put himself into those members also to basically create 13 versions of himself he's essentially voldemorting right he's creating horcruxes right um, he's yeah, which is a weird way to describe it, but that's that's what just came to mind. And he is going to then fight a bunch of Keyblade users to spark his own new Keyblade War to bring that bring out the X Blade in Kingdom Hearts. Right. It's as confused as you are hearing it. It is as confusing, if not more, when you are playing the game. So this is all revealed to you. When Riku goes to, so Sora goes into a deep sleep after he does so many of these quests. Right. Well, so Sora seals all the Keyblades and he thinks the test is over, but he finds himself in the world that never was, which was uh, Organization 13's um, hideout. Yeah. Instead of like waking back up in Yen Sid's tower. And he's like, well, what the heck? And he's also still looks young because when um, he looks different in this game, he looks like he did in Kingdom Hearts 1 instead of the older version of Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, and so he shows up there and Zigbar is there and he basically, and Zigbar traps him and um, puts him to sleep. I think, right. something like that. No, that that's what happens. Uh, yeah, he, they, they tell him the plan. Um. Right, they right. Reveal the entire plan. Yeah. For some reason. Um, and I think it's just because they're jerks. Yeah, and then that's when he reveals all the time traveled versions of himself. Yeah. On the thrones around Sora. Yeah, it's weird. It's very strange. And Riku. Um, so is... no. So before this, this like so, Xehanort reveals that he is going to use Sora's body as like the final vessel. Um, and he's going to put himself into into his... Um, right. And so Sora falls into this deep sleep, um, and his heart falls into darkness, and then it is like... You see this cutscene where it is um, covered by Ventus's, like, Keyblade armor that he had in Kingdom Hearts, um, and in Birth by Sleep, because Ventus's heart is still in there, so Ventus is now protecting Sora's heart. Um Right. And then Riku shows up at the castle. Right. Um, and then that's so at that point, um we didn't get to the point. Did you mention that when Xehanort threw his heart piece at Sora, Axel was the one that saved the day? Oh yeah. So that that yeah, I did not say that. But yeah, that's what so, happens. So Axel um or Lee I hate calling him Lee because Axel yeah. is such a cool name. And it, it's such a weird 2000s type of cool, but or like late 90s, but it is a cool name. Um, Xehanort like shoots a piece of his heart at the sleeping Sora. And um, Axel kind of... He throws one of his away. chakrams at it, right? Yeah, and hits it with a chakram. And 
you know, blocks it. And that's, he saves Sora from that. And then Riku, it's a weird type of ending. So Xehanort then retreats. And after Donald and Goofy show up and help fight back and say that this was a temporary setback. Yeah, I mean, well, Riku has, like, Riku ends up fighting Ansem, and then um, you fight young Xehanort uh, as Riku, and that's kind of like the final battle. But then, you know, Mickey and, and Donald and, and Goofy, they show up, and uh, they, they, they fight, they beat back all the Xehanorts that are attacking. Um, uh, Isa is also revealed to be one of the, the new um, bodies that Xehanort is going to use. Um, yeah, and then, it, yeah, the, the Xehanorts, they kind of retreat all back to their own timelines, and Xehanorts like, this is, this is gonna happen, it's just a matter of time, um, yeah. Um, so then we go back to Yensid's tower, which, um, you got there, right? I'm yeah. sorry, my brain just blinked. Yep. Um, and then it's revealed that Sora didn't pass. Well, okay, so we should also... We, before that, we should say there is this moment um, where Riku, he like... He goes into Sora's dream or wherever this like darkness and he fights um, the... He fights the armor, like Ventus's armor, and then he... He ends up in this world. It, it's weird. I'm not sure if it's like a data world or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But he he he, he wakes up on what appears God. to be Destiny Islands, and he talks to. Uh, well, first he talks to. Who was there? I think like. He, he talks to like I thought he talked to like three people. Uh, and I feel like one of them was Roxas and one of them was Shion. Um, and then he talks to Diz. But it's not actually Diz. It's just like a... Like a... It's a like data version. The, yeah, the data version of... I forget what it's data of, but it was put into Sora when they were fixing... When they were fixing his memories. Um, so, basically, Diz hid this information inside Sora to fix everything and used him like a hard drive. <laughs> it's yeah. not really clear what the data is or what it could be, but it's there. Okay, hold on. Um, let's see. Yeah, he oh. meets Roxas. He meets Roxas, Ventus, and Shion are in there. And then Diz who explains that he hid all of his research um, about, I guess it's the research about the Heartless and all that stuff. He put it inside of Sora, and yeah, he used him as a as a, heart, as a flash drive. <laughs> um, but yeah, so after, he also tells that, he, t he tells Riku that when, um, by talking, he, after he talked to all those three people, Sora was fine. Uh, and so Riku leaves, and when he, he wakes up, and like sees Sora goofing around with with Donald and Goofy and them, uh, he's got like a, a a fake nose and mustache on. 
they're having a party basically and then that's when yen said is he he reveals the the results of the exam the stinger yeah so riku is the only one since since he actually did the job which is weird cuz sora did he did un, he did fi- unlock the the places in those worlds uh since riku was only in sora's dream of those worlds uh but riku passes i guess cuz sora got beat um and riku is now the keyblade master um and he riku is tasked eventually uh with, by yen said to go with mickey into the realm of darkness to find aqua yeah um it's the true vegeta comeback story that vegeta never gets yeah <laughs> vegeta gets to be the stronger one in this case and then sora uh he's like i'm gonna go train and be good again um and he yen said eventually tells him you should go train with hercules uh because he 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 knows what it's like to to, to lose your standing and become a hero again um which is where Kingdom Hearts three starts, but there's also this scene. It was, was so say, insane. Not the best part. It was so crazy. Um, Lee's in there. Uh, he he's talking about how he wants to be. He reveals to all of them that he wants to wield the Keyblade. Everyone's like, "What? That's crazy!" And then he, out of nowhere, he summons his Keyblade for the first time, and everyone is shocked. Um, uh, and it was it was really cool. It was just this awesome stinger at the end of the game, and I that I freaked out uh, and wanted to talk to David too about at the time, but he hadn't beat the game yet, so I had to like wait a week to freak out about it. Yeah, you you called me and said I had to beat it as soon as possible, and I remember playing it fervently after that, um, so we could talk about it. Yep. Um, so this technically, so let's let's say where this leaves us. Sora is going to train with Hercules. Riku and Mickey are going into the darkness realm to get Aqua. And and Lee, we, Lee and Kyrie are training with uh, Yen, Yen Sid, Sid to learn how to use the Keyblade. So that gives us technically seven Keyblade wielders. No, we only have five right now. Yep. Sora, Riku, Mickey, Kyrie, and Lee. And... Presumably, we'll find two more. Yeah. Uh, Whether it'll game. be Terra and Ventus or Shion and Roxas somehow. Yep. We won't. We don't know. Yeah, they're all going to show up at some point. But so that's where we are going into Kingdom Hearts three. We're um, going I off have, to 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 beat Xehanort. I have little other notes. I was. Um, Seth, I I applaud you. You were infinitely more prepared than I was. My notes are more of a mess than I thought they were. (laughs) But that's because, once again, I'm realizing my notes are a mess because they're chronological. Yeah. And the games definitively do not go in that order. Yeah. Um, And so it's it's really cool. Um, Just quick notes that I have. The world's... The reason that... And this is a weird idea. The reason all these worlds are not one giant Pangea of a world is because of the Keyblade War. And yeah. when so the, that, when the, when the, the lore, key, the lore the is that they all used to, it, it used to just be one like huge vast world that all of these Disney places, like they were all there. They're all in this one big connected plane. Um, 
And then after the Keyblade War happened, like, it basically destroyed the universe. And right. all these worlds got separated from each other. Um, and all the Keyblades are made from the original Keyblade, the X-Blade. The Keyblade um, is weird. So in <laughs> yeah. the original game, it was just like there was one Keyblade. It was the Keyblade because they made a big deal about how it um, Riku was supposed to have it. And then he got passed over uh, for Sora. Because uh, I don't remember if it was something that Riku did or something that Sora did. But it made the Keyblade decide to go to uh, Sora. Um, it was because Riku got absorbed into the darkness on Destiny right. Island. And then, so th- then there was a big deal that, like, Mickey fa- had this other Keyblade that he found in the Realm of Darkness. But, again, there was, like, that was the two Keyblades. Um, and then, uh, you know... It started to go all which ways, because and, and that's why it was like it was crazy when Roxas had two, um, but yeah. yeah, and then so everything like like I said after we talked about Kingdom Hearts two, everything was sort of retcon because they decided they were going to make it a bigger series. Yeah, which I I'm still not sure. This is going to sound terrible. I'm still not sure if it's diluted it or not. Be- for the common person. I love it all. But I'm, I'm really excited to see, and you'll get to hear our opinions on it um, on Tuesday. I'm sure that... Wednesday. Or Wednesday. Because um, I'm sure me and Seth are going to play this uh, very fervently. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's it's going to be interesting to see if they're able to wrap all of this up in one game. That's, that's my worry, is that I don't know if this one game is going to be enough to wrap up what we've made a two-hour podcast about. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how they'll do it. Uh, we'll see. The early re- re- returns on reviews have been really good. Um, and right. so on, on the there's actually there's going to be a day one patch, which adds, I forget what they call it, um, but it's going to be like these, it, it's just going to add these like recaps of the, of the previous games to give you the information you need to know. I'm curious to see what stuff they put in there uh, and what stuff they leave out. Um, The day one patch also will unlock the epilogue and the secret movie. Uh, So I thought the secret movie comes out like two days later. Oh, it probably does. That's a good thing. Um, And in this game, you get in the most Disney fashion, by the way, which might frustrate Seth. You get the secret movie by taking pictures of hidden mickeys which is a very disney theme park thing to do i i had not read that anywhere oh yeah that's that's how you that's a collectible because you have to find hidden mickeys that's stupid (laughs) but Um, i'll do it yeah i'll probably wait till there's a guide of it but i'll get them all so um it's very exciting i I'm going to stay off the internet as much as possible until Monday night at 9 p.m. Yeah, I mean, technically, as we're recording it, the game is out in Japan. A, yeah. And there are a bunch, apparently a bunch of people streaming it, too. Yeah, there is. And uh, it's very nerve-wracking. I feel like I'm going to see something on Twitter, and it's oh, going to yeah. make me cry. You know that it, it's have, YouTube is definitely going to be dangerous because of all the videos I've been watching. So now it's going to, these these videos I know are going to start popping up in my feed. Oh, no, um, I'm staying away from YouTube. Yeah. I've already, I'm already done with that. Until, I, that's why I watched everything last night. 
and I didn't even chance it today. <laughs> um, so I do want to give a big shout out two of the YouTube videos I watched. Um, one of them was from Suggestive Gaming. They did, it was like a 40 minute long one that's in chronological order. And um, they were a big help. And then the leaderboard did a simplified video. And that was also very helpful. Yeah. I don't want to Philip Mucin it and just take yeah. people's work without. Um, and I, I'd like to give a shout out to the Ansem Report podcast, uh, which is a podcast I randomly found yesterday uh, when trying to figure out some of like the, the Union Cross stuff. Uh, they had an episode about it. it was very helpful for me. Ooh, I, I'll actually have to check that. Yeah, out. Yeah, I, I I reached out to them. I tried to get them get some of them to, or at least one of them to come on and record with us tonight, but they were busy. Uh, but yeah, cool. I'll I'll go check their podcast out. That'll be awesome. Um, so yeah, if if you if you haven't played any of the other games, um, uh, you know, just go ahead and play Kingdom Hearts three. At this point, yeah, uh, there's not I enough don't... time to go through all of them, and I don't think it'll do you much help, honestly. Yeah, so at least that's what Chris is going to do. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm excited. I really want to do our main review episode with him. I want. I'm going to challenge him to beat it as fast as possible, um, so that we can talk to him about it. Yeah. Um, as someone who has barely absorbed the other material and is waiting for this episode to get to him. So um, with that, we uh, appreciate you listening. Um, we had some family stuff this week. That's why the, the recording schedule was thrown off. Um, but we appreciate you listening and listening to us ramble about one of our favorite game franchises. Uh, probably my favorite game franchise, uh, to be honest. I, I I did a little bit of a, a diatribe on our website um, about what it means to me because Patrick Klepek tweeted out the other day to um, get a response. So it kind of inspired me. But, yeah, I'm excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. And uh, do you have anything else, Seth? Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you next week with our regularly scheduled episode, and we'll talk about some of our experiences with uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 then. And never forget to let your heart be your guiding key.